Hello, welcome to Riot Act Reviews, a part of the Riot Act podcast where I, Stephen Hill, and he, Rimfrey Edmund, there he is. Why did you shake your head at that? Um, uh, <laughs> the emphasis that you put on I and the pause makes me laugh every time because I feel like you're just never going to introduce me. But you always yet, do. So I always it's do. fine. Yeah. Hello. You're like, oh, my fucking cat. Every time I go to stroke her, sometimes she'll run away. I'm like, bonjour, I'm not going to hit you, am I? I've never hit you. Ten years and I've never like done anything violent to her. Do you want a medal? And yet she's I mean... still... No, no, I don't want a medal. I want her to not flinch as if I'm going to hit her. I when see, she knows yes. full well that I'm not going to hit her. That's and I want enough. you to accept that no matter how big a pause I leave mm. between my name and yours, I am still going to introduce you because yes, I have yes, yes. 170 you, times. You have every single time, to be fair. Yeah. 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 And many, many more. Yes. So, you know, get over it. How are you, Steve? You must be excited because you're talk- we are talking about, I mean, a collection of some of our favourite bands of all time, aren't we, really? Yeah, this is this is exciting. So basically, like I say, this is where we re- review some of the new and more exciting releases in the world of the alternative music scene and beyond. I mean, we and have beyond. done some things like Duran Duran recently, probably not really that alternative i'm going to bin that word off quite soon i think to be honest but we're going to be looking at today we are very much back on sort of home turf i think converging chelsea wolf blood moon one the collaborative album from the boston hardcore legends converge and the californian singer songwriter chelsea wolf featuring her longtime collaborator ben chisholm who's done a bunch of stuff with Chelsea Wolf over the years and also featured on this album. And yeah, well, Ben Chisholm has been a part of many projects that we've talked about in the past. Many, yes, many, many projects. And Caven guitarist Stephen Brodsky, who appeared on this actual show, giving us his thoughts on Antenna yeah. and Jupiter a little while back, hmm. which was very, very nice of him. You can go over yeah. to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast. And if you'd like to listen to, what was it, like five hours of us talking about Caven? uh four and a half probably it was a, yeah it was quite a long quite a long one yeah on antenna and jupiter and we get steve brodsky's thoughts on that he's very kindly added his voice to that podcast it was very kind of him yeah very nice of him he's somebody who we admire greatly and it also features contribution from bane guitarist aaron dalbeck who of course was an original member of converge between 1994 and 2000 mm. i want to say 2000 maybe 2001 maybe yeah don't quote me on that but he basically just left because he went to the Dubane. yes and they yes. they did all right for themselves so um yeah we've got a big old collaborative thing happening here renfrey lots of people that we really really like we should be excited shouldn't we you should always be excited by something as weird as this as odd and as unusual and as surprising and as rare as this well it's also been um a long time coming i think the majority of people will have been made aware of this collaboration around 2016 when they played roeburn festival and did the blood moon shows there we were both very fortunate enough to see them in london uh maybe we should do a the brief- electric at the electric in Brixton, in Brixton mm-hmm. um, which I mean, very, very quickly was a awe-inspiring, brilliant, brilliant show where Converge were playing sort of um, rejigged versions of some of their more expansive material. I would say I remember them playing. They started with Plagues, if I recall, and doing things like the 
10 minute Grimheart, Black Rose from No Heroes and Coral Blue. Got the set list here. Oh, go on then. Plagues in her blood, Grimheart, Black Rose, Coral Blue, which I thought was great. Coral Minnesota, mm. a cover of Disintegration oh, by The yes, Cure. Yes, of course. Yeah, which was very good. Yep. Cruel Bloom, mm. Wretched World, In Her Shadow, Last Light, which was when I lost it. <laughs> that was when I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I can't yeah. believe this. Yeah. That was one of the best live things I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. And they encored with Jane Doe. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. Yeah. Wow. Wowzers. Um, but actually, I mean, there, there's, you know, the, they've actually been talking about this project for a very, very long time. Certainly Chelsea Wolfe and um, Converge have been aware of each other. Uh, I think since Chelsea Wolfe re released her Apocalypse album, which I think came out 2012, if I recall, uh, because Converge put it on one of their end of year lists. And um, I was reading in the press release as well that uh, Jacob said that um, members of Converge have been thinking of doing a collaborative uh, project with Cave-In, for many many years and some of the collaborative stuff that they did together ended up on the axe to fall album mm -hmm. um but uh but this this has been in the works for a very or it's been in their minds for a very very long time at the very very least and um they've only just sort of managed to get their schedules together to put it together at the end of 2019 so a lot of this album was done then um but then they were going to continue the sessions in 2020 then the pandemic hit blah 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 so they've had to do the rest of the album remotely although i will say you wouldn't be able to tell would you because there is a really big feeling of this room of this album being recorded all in the same room and it being a very live experience yeah. and i think when you talk about collaborative projects sometimes with collaborative projects it feels like oh here's this person doing this bit which is very them and then this person doing that bit which is very them and blah 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 but i think what really works about this album is the collaboration feels really uh really really cohesive and the fact that it feels like they're all pushing one another to do different things. I was reading about this record and they would write lyrics for each other. Um, so, you know, sometimes Chelsea Wolfe would write a part for Jake Bannon. Jake Bannon would write a part for Steve Brodsky, Brodsky for Chelsea Wolfe, you know. And I think you can really sense that in this collaboration. It feels like there is a lot of all of the members put into this record i agree mm. yeah yeah i mean i think i'm gonna go even further than that please and say not only is it just the collaboration between those people it's those people deliberately trying to do i think something that they've never done before stylistically absolutely so you know to go back to the blood moon show of 2016 it's a long time ago now so but i do remember it being one of the most just awe-inspiring live performances that I've ever seen. From just, a band who just I to love. interject there, it was five years ago, Steve, which made me feel really fucking old. But I yes, know, it was mad, five years it? ago. I, mean, yeah. I felt old about five years before that show. So <laughs> at this point. But, you know, yeah. it was it was truly magical. Yeah, it was wicked. To see some of those songs, not just see those songs that maybe, you know, how often do Converge do Jane Doe? 
not that much and there are certain songs in that set list that they don't do that much oh so, so some i think they were they never done before Debut, i don't think yeah. they've done wretched world or stuff like that not as far as i'm aware mm. anyway so yeah yeah or yeah cruel bloom mm. and to see those songs and not just see them but to see them adapted and manipulated into something so unusual as they were on that night something so um alien to really not not the not the feeling or the or the the intention of the songs per se but the sonic um deviation away from what they initially were was quite it's quite amazing i thought really was quite amazing this is we should say as well before where your wounds which was jacob bannon's more kind of post ethereal post proggy punk project oh yeah post rock sort of thing sort of yeah 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 um so at this point we didn't we'd never really heard converge be anything other than very very i mean even the slow so even the slower songs on those records are evil heavy and grinding sounding Mm -hmm. threatening so going in i couldn't imagine it that was my 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 point being that i was like oh they're using acoustic guitars and they're using like pianos and i was like i don't know how you know it'd be like napalm death acoustic like you just can't fathom it. you can't imagine what it's going to be absolutely yeah it was so good and at the time it was so surprising but what it means is five years on with a couple of where your wounds album as well and being more familiar with everything that chelsea wolf has done i do feel like i went into this knowing more like how it was going to work i felt like i knew what this thing was probably going to be and yet and yet i don't think i got it right yes yes i was going to bring up i'm sort of pleased and i don't mean this in a critical sense of um of you or anything like that but i'm pleased in a weird way that you're floundering a little bit to describe what this project is like not because i like to see you fail steve uh but because you fail me Come on. <laughs> hey because it is really uh difficult to sum up what it is um you know this is not i I don't think anyone imagined that it would be but this is not converge gone acoustic at all um you know there are acoustic guitars on it but this isn't you know fucking acoustic versions of those songs um i think the key thing is that it is converge more but in a more expansive sense the majority of these songs there's a lot of converge songs which have a very very fast tempo and are very have a very kind of hardcore edge to them and the majority of that isn't on these songs and instead they're more mid-tempo with more instrumentation um lots of lots of the vocals either uh are joined together and there's there's harmonies over one another or it's will be i don't know chelsea wolf takes a verse jake bannon takes a a a bridge brodsky takes a a chorus there are other vocals on here as well i'm i'm convinced i'm hearing nate screaming over some of these things as well and i'm pretty sure kurt is singing uh, screaming over some of this stuff as well so there are actually a lot of voices literally and metaphorically i would say to this and i'm also pleased you said that in a way because when i first put blood moon on um i i 
I will be honest with you, it, it took me a listen or two to really get it, just because I wasn't exactly sure what this was. And it's become far clearer to me now what Blood Moon is. It, it's it's a collaboration from so many different musicians who all have a very, very distinct sound and a very, very distinct style. I think we've talked in the past, especially on our Cave-In special, about how Stephen Brodsky has such a sort of clear um, way that he approaches the guitar and a tone and all sorts of things that there are parts on this record where I'm absolutely convinced I go, well, that's Steve Brodsky playing that bit, and that's Kurt Ballou playing that bit. And I might be wrong, but I'm 95%. I'm, I'm prepared to take a punt on it and go, I'm sure that's Brodsky, and I'm sure that's Ballou. Obviously, mm. it's easier with the vocals, you know, to, to tell the difference between Chelsea and Jake and, mm-hmm. and, um, and Steve Brodsky, but... I think even in the playing sometimes you're like, well, I reckon that member contributed to that. And the way that they've brought it all together with very little ego, uh, with wanting to bring out the best parts for the song is really quite extraordinary on this record. I don't think it's a massive surprise that either you or me would like this record i'm just assuming that you really like this record um yes and i don't think Mm -hmm. i i don't think many of you will be um uh listening to this or watching this to try and ascertain well do they like this album because we've been so positive about the works of all of these all of these artists in the past Mm -hmm. um they always do something at the very very least interesting you know but uh it really is very whilst i found it difficult to 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 understand exactly what it was on a first listen now that i do get it so much more i i think this i think it's a really astonishing piece of work the only other thing i will add before i bring you in again is one of the things that really helped me to get into this record was listening to it on headphones and I'm not oh, right, talking. Okay. I'm not talking about the shitty earbud things that I'm using here. I'm talking about a really nice pair of headphones. I think the first couple of times I listened to it was just through my speakers. Good speakers, but there's so much. There's so much going on. I was like, oh, I don't really know how to get a handle on this. I don't know where it is. And then when I listened to it on headphones, and heard all the individual elements and how they all coalesce together, that's when I. That's when it really for me and I was like oh, okay now I I fully understand where this is and I could really see what the songs were and what they were trying to be and and being successfully in many many ways as well um so that would be my recommendation for this record definitely listen to it on headphones at I some would- point I actually haven't listened to it on headphones oh, yet, and now I'm like, ah, bollocks! I should have probably done that because that <laughs> I'd would strongly recommend it. Help me out, but yeah. then to be fair. I was pretty much on board straight away with this okay. because I didn't know what it was. But then from the second that the title track comes in, it's a really weird start, really disorientating and noisy, not really heavy noisy. I mean, that's, again, the weird thing about this record is it's it's very noisy. Yeah. But it's not necessarily always abrasively converge noisy Yeah. yeah. or heavy. Yeah. It's just a weird concoction of sounds that do coalesce into something really great. But it sort of starts with this, it's got this kind of PJ Harvey feel to it, right? It's got that kind of dreamy, lucid PJ Harvey thing. 
and then it goes into I, a... I think it did begin very where your wounds to, to be honest it, it, it began yeah. and I was like well this is very so far and I'm only I don't mean the entire first song but just just the very beginning of the record I was like so far so where your wounds which is not a problem at all I love no. where your wounds but you know yeah and then it does go into that full-blown converge discordant stabbing guitar thing which is really cool to hear them doing that with clean guitars those guitars are really clean but yeah again like you said that's kurt ballou isn't it that's definitely kurt ballou doing that and then you get that palm muted chug and single note piano part and already i'm like what the fuck how many halfway through the first song and it's there's so much there's so much and there's so many deviations and i think it's a great way to start the record because Mm. it basically infers that what you're going to have here is cut from the same cloth as the stuff that these artists have done previously over the years but it's going to be completely different to what we're used to them doing all the time and that's Mm. a really really tough trick to pull off Mm. to go let me keep my usual stylistic um approach language language yeah yeah but also i'm not going to stick to doing the the thing that you would most recognize and would be most recognizable as my work and it's a weird way to start the album they've pushed each other out of their comfort zones i would say yeah yeah but, but a in weird, a positive way weird way to start an album with the longest song on the record as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's almost i mean the last w- the last band that i remember doing that that we talked about were the stone roses on the second coming mm. which was not a great idea <laughs> in that case it but it's a brave and unusual and a surprising thing to do and after hearing that i was like I mean, if that's the first song, Jesus. I think there's also going to be some kind of ride. I agree with everything you're saying, but I also think there's an argument to say that that the the first song, the title track, was the track that I was expecting this project the most to sound like. Goodness me, I put that mm. in a really convoluted way, but um, I do agree with all of that. But it but it it, it goes into very different places even from there. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean those atonal guitar parts on there, and the driving bass parts from Nate Newton. It does all feel very converged, but just put onto a far broader kind of landscape and palette, I suppose. Mm. I think with the second track, "Visser of Men," again, you get essentially a kind of heavy as fuck converged song for a bit. Fifteen seconds. And, uh, for, yeah, fi- and- for fifteen seconds, it sounds like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it sounds like an atypical Converge song. And then, and then it goes, yeah. oh, no, actually, we're not going to give you that. Yeah, it's and, great. And then you get this very post-dream rock thing with, like, is that brass in the background? Um, I feel I, like that's brass. I thought so. I'm going to hazard a guess. I think it's saxophone. And if it is, uh, yet again, more saxophone. I mean, it might, might not be. Um, but... If I'm happy either way, whether it is or isn't, because it sounds absolutely excellent. It's not, if it is sax, it's not that kind of crazy atonal jazzy sax, but just sort of sort of echoes the riff, doesn't it? Mm. And and it's just it's really quite quiet and languid, but it's absolutely awesome. And this is a point in the song where it starts off pretty heavy and even when the chords are being even after that 15 seconds that the these distorted cards chords are just ringing out 
Um, and it all boils down to an acoustic guitar and there's there's a choir of sort of male voices uh, singing very softly and then this sax comes in before it all goes crazy again. And this was a point, particularly on headphones, where I was like, this is absolutely amazing. I mean, Viscera of Men is one of my favourite songs on the record. I think it's fantastic. It's great. And it's one of the first, it's the first time, and but definitely not the last, where I've written down a comparison with a band who have got nothing to do with anything that any of these artists have ever done before talk this talk. sounds like the sort of huh <laughs> i just assumed it would be talk Pit- talk <laughs> <laughs> pitbull actually um no uh no it's um black country new road oh right oh yeah i can see that yeah 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 like you know a, an indie band yeah full-blown kind of hipstery indie band from now that album they put out last year, there are huge echoes of that mm. on, on that particular song. And those gothy tones that cut through it when it all when all the distortion comes back in, that turns it into like a kind of hammer horror. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, it's a vague descriptor as a music journalist to say cinematic, isn't it? It's got a vague descriptor because you just go, well, what you, go to cinema to not just films is there what sort of film are you going to see just films but like <laughs> when I annoyingly like, it's a descriptor i use a lot but yes it, it, i suppose it is yeah no big. no but i i kind of know what you but what you mean but um but this sounds like cinematic in a almost a kind of schlocky hammer horror way mixed with math rock <laughs> yeah yeah. And I just, and which is a, that's a compliment, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I just was sort of like, I'm not sure that I've ever heard, not just Steve Brodsky, not just Cave in Bane converge or Chelsea Wolfe do this before. I was like, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard anything like, yeah. like anyone trying to do this before. Like it, it, it's not completely. Oh my god, I've never heard anything like it in the world ever. But it's incredibly unusual. It is. Very it's incredibly unusual. unusual a meld of stuff, and it's really great. And mm. then um. You get the kind of acoustic guitar picking of coil mm-hmm. with this echo in that was that kind of echo that comes behind it with you know and the haunt again the haunting voice yeah begins it's very like a, Chelsea Wolf that song but becomes yeah. something else as it goes on but, but yeah it reminded me of again to bring movie and horror films into it I thought it sounded like a John Carpenter soundtrack mm. Mm. yeah very nice you know it's got that it's like a john carpenter soundtrack but with post-punk bass and it's really cool and the, the sort of like you mentioned the dual vocal that they do a lot in here the dual vocal sounds amazing really <laughs> scary like not screaming scary but haunting in that and this is one of my favorite examples of the dual vocal mm. coil because you know jake begins the song singing the first verse and then chelsea wolf starts singing the chorus whilst jake is singing the second verse and then jake steve and a bunch of other guys again that sort of male choir type thing comes in and then sings the chorus again but in an entirely different way and it's like it's almost like i think there's a few times on this record where you hear the different parts done by a different collaborator and it makes it sound completely and utterly different and especially when that that part where 
Jake is singing the second verse and Chelsea Wolfe is singing the chorus over the second verse before you've even heard the chorus first time around. I was just like, this is mad songwriting. (laughs) But it works. It's brilliant. Like, it's absolutely awesome. And I do think it's a product of maybe putting all of these pieces together and seeing what sounds best. And then, I mean, it, it really does feel like they're serving the song for the entire record and i i love that about it but it's a it's a really bizarre thing to do which i can't really recall anyone else doing before i'm i imagine it probably has done but coils are yeah coils a great song i love that lyric it's like a serpent coiled inside me sing of the sacred song sign of the sacred song this coil fills on and on it's great yeah really good and then flower moon this is the comparison another second comparison of something which i never imagined i would compare to at all this song sounds like ghost <laughs> it sounds like is it ghost. that crystal like synth is that the yeah. Re- yeah i can see that it sounds like ghost if ghosts were trying to sound like killing joke <laughs> and not blue oyster cult <laughs> oh it's very interesting how your mind works but i do see exactly what you're saying yeah 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 absolutely i think there is a lot to do with that crystally synth part that feet again i I listen to that and i go that feels like a ben chisholm thing you know Mm. i mean maybe i'm right maybe i'm wrong but that that feels you know like a ben chisholm part and then nate joins in on bass for the verses and then the other guitars come crashing in for the chorus i think what's really amazing about flower moon it is effectively the same riff over and over and over and over again for four and a half minutes. But because you hear these different approaches to that same riff throughout the song and how they come in and come out and weave in and out of one another, it, it you know, it doesn't at any point, there isn't any danger of it becoming boring or repetitive at all. But really, the entire song is built around one, admittedly fucking awesome, but one riff. I yeah. think that's wicked. It is. It's really cool. I love that song. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, it, it literally is. Like, I'm like, this is so big. I mean, I'm. That's to me again. It's not an insult. Ghosts are fucking great. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's 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 just like, oh, I wouldn't have ever seen that coming. Wouldn't have expected and then, that. And then we get fuzz, don't we? Tongues played dead. The shortest song on the record. Sort of feels like it should be the shortest song. Shortest song on the record. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that a song which is as um, just kind of hardcorey, like rocky and heavy, got on this record. It's it's, it's mid tempo, the... yeah. It, it, it's one yeah. of it's one of the. <sighs> I mean, I don't really want to say it's close to typical Converge because I don't think it is. But it, but but for this album, it's one of the faster moments on the record. Even though even though if you put Tongues Playing Dead on a Converge record, it would stand out as relatively slow. I think um, the guitar tone is not exactly the same uh that fuzz that you were talking about but it reminded me of plagues from no heroes in that it just yeah, sounds yeah. fucking huge it's you know mm. when you hear plagues it sounds like 70 guitars are playing at once and and i don't know what the effect is but it's huge and and and, and it's it's a similar vibe on tongues playing dead i do yeah i i, I do like this song and i think what i like about that kind of it's so it's so quiet vocal part that comes in is really cool and it's you know it's that separates it from just i i guess a kind of straight hardcore song yes it's not as heavy as heavy converge but it's heavy for like more kind of yeah up tempo and up 
faster paced and abrasive than maybe anything else like mm. consistently more than anything else on the record mm. but because of that chorus it's like a fucking new romantic singer just walked into a hardcore gig yeah which yeah. is which is wicked everything everything drops out more or less except for nate's bass and he plays this wicked little riff on the bass and then yeah there's this refrain of we go silent so so silent and then it's so quiet so so quiet and mm. uh and it all builds up again but it, it it's just so unexpected and so wicked and again it, it's playing with dynamics i mean i i find that um converger a very dynamic band but on their on their other records they rarely play with sonic dynamics i think they're dynamic i think they're always like extraordinarily heavy but they 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 have a very dynamic range within heaviness but yeah. it is awesome to hear them go really fucking quiet on parts of this album and i really really like that that's awesome yeah it is really good um the next song it reminded me of palm reader oh hello musically mm-hmm. yeah i can I see that palm reader are that good but it's chelsea wolf fronting for latroy right i mean it's got again that kind of math rock feel to it and that bannon comes in and just like properly screams his guts off. Yeah. Like, oh, there he, there, <laughs> there he is, is. There he is. <laughs> but no matter what happens throughout this song, what I like about it is Chelsea Wolf. Even though again, it's quite a chaotic song. Yeah. And Chelsea Wolf just is like not having it. <laughs> I am going to croon my way through all of this. Like, it's it, it, that nothing record that we reviewed last year. It kind yeah. of had the same, a similar sort of. Um, feel to that about it um maybe not so much i mean maybe not so much because that was maybe a little bit more melodic throughout but i I really like how chelsea wolf just even though there's a kind of heavy riff chelsea wolf's like i'm doing slow gothy melodic vocal throughout this no matter what you throw at me chelsea wolf does what she does on this record and and it 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 never sounds it always sounds brilliant and it never sounds out of place i mean she is for me Every single time she comes in on this album, it kind of elevates it. Uh, I, I think it's extraordinary. Lord of Liars, I think on paper, if you were just given the music and you go, right, you've got Chelsea Wolf, Jake Bannon or Steve Brodsky to sing on it. I think the obvious thing to do would have been to give it to Jake or Stephen. And I think this is an example of of, of them pushing each other and going, well, we'll give it to Chelsea instead. Um, and I, I mean... It starts with a with a relatively straightforward guitar riff. It's even you could even dance to it, I think. And then, yeah, the math rocky fall of Troy stuff that you're talking about, absolutely bonkers guitar playing. To me, it sounded like some sort of deranged circus music. And I don't want to give the impression that it's wacky or anything like that because it isn't. But um, a- again, when I heard those crazy notes and those crazy almost o-tone, atonal weird passages that were happen happening again and i might be wrong but i was like i reckon that's steve brodsky you know definitely. <laughs> i was like that's brodsky isn't it because i it's think so that's, yeah, I, early I cave that's in. definitely brodsky yeah um, definitely and you know brodsky. i might be wrong but i but even if i'm whether i am I, I think it's extraordinary that you can just hear well that is that musician and and all of the musicians on this record have a very distinct sense of what they do and it's it's awesome but yeah the the deranged circus bit if for want of a better phrase to put it is just awesome like maybe one of the most technic 
political things Converge have yeah. ever done, maybe. Or Steve Brodsky's ever done. Yeah, I've always I mean, seen yeah, Caven no, as I always mm. see Caven as more technical than Converge. I don't know if that's true yeah, or not, no. really, actually. I don't know if that's true. But you know, it, probably it, it, i think in terms of yeah they're just their straight riffs yeah they're quite more, a lot more kind of picky and stuff aren't they Kevin? yeah generally uh, uh, but i i mean man yeah L- lord of lies is, is is great it's great and i really love failure forever which is very grungy it's got this kind of alt rock thing about it it's a bit like i mean mastodon had a go at doing this sort of thing on emperor sand and they were quite you know they were pretty successful at doing it Mm-hmm. That album's great. We were speaking about Mastodon a couple of weeks ago. I think there's maybe not quite so much of that on the Hushed and Grimm. Mm-hmm. But it did feel like something that Mastodon would have done in the last few years, I thought. It's I can see that. Very driving. Got a touch of the sort of shoegazy indie thing in it as well. Definitely. And for me, it's one of the most instantaneous songs on the record as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really melodic, this song really really melodic um and it's also i I don't think thematically lyrically i'm pretty sure it isn't thematically lyrically a a upbeat song um because i mean the the chorus is constant reminder our failures last forever which doesn't sound very upbeat or happy but it is actually Mm. sung in a the, the the melody is actually sung in a really upbeat happy major key way i'm not i don't think it is a major key but it 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 feels it lifts me this song there's another song later on which does exactly the same thing it's not strictly a happy song but there is something really uplifting about it and i feel like that's where a shoegaze kind of element comes in i i mean i touched a touch of shoegaze i i put a touch of shoegaze on on my notes as well i think Mm -hmm. absolutely this has that um just an aside the opening guitar pattern sounds very similar to Battle Axe by Deftones, which is not a criticism, merely an observation. But I AB'd the two, and they are very, very similar. But that's yeah. fine. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. have an issue with that at all. Um, Me neither. Yeah. No. I mean, I hadn't noticed it until you said it. So yeah. Yeah. That is fine. We get uh, Scorpion Sting next, which is uh, that's Kurt Ballou guitar, the scrape, that yeah. kind of the way that Kurt Ballou really like scrapes his plectrum up and down mm-hmm. his strings. That's mm-hmm. him. Um, I've got to say, this reminded me of like a hardcore band doing, you know, that bang, bang, I shot my baby down. Yeah, that kind of yeah. Out. So it's like a kind of Chelsea Wolf doing it like a outlaw country song with a hardcore band. Yeah. So if that makes you want to listen to that. I, I mean, I, I do really like this song and I think I've probably described it in a way which maybe says more about me and my vivid imagination than it maybe does about the song but it has got a real but it's got a bit of a kind of outlaw country feel to it i'm not imagining that am i i don't think so i i put that there was a a, a very bluesy feel to yeah. it but outlaw country yeah absolutely I, actually outlaw country is probably a little bit closer to it um and it's very melancholy very slow the tempo on this on this particular song is a really slow languid um, the, the guitar pattern is arpeggiated in a very very slow sort of manner mm-hmm. and then towards the end it fe- features this excellent what I'm going to call a slow hand bluesy-ish guitar solo uh, which again mm. I, I don't recall Converge ever doing anything like that and then it's got some weird Mars Volta-esque guitar 
sounds chucked into it as well. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that is Baloo and Brodsky trading off one another. Again, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, you know, I don't think I've heard that from those players before. I don't recall it anyway. But no. it sounds great. And with Chelsea Wolf doing the majority of the vocals on it as well, it's just brilliant. I mean, I'd see that band. I'd see that blues band, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what Me I mean? Too. I'd love to see that, yeah. I mean, there's stuff that, you know, it's not like Converge have ever really rested on their laurels, but it is, I mean, cause that, I mean that last, there was that sort of 70s cop show song on that last, on that last <laughs> album, wasn't there? And, which is fucking brilliant. But this really does the, the, the most, I mean, you know, I'm going, oh yeah, Black Midi or Black Country New Road, ghost nancy sinatra like <laughs> it's really not things that i ever really but if you'd have given like if you'd come up to me when i was listening to jane doe in 20 years ago and gone they're going to release an album which will remind you of of well, those I things i wouldn't know ghost or black country new yeah. Year, so i'd just go <laughs> all right okay but if you said nancy sinatra i definitely would be like yeah. oh yeah 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 Anyway, cool I love these boots are made for walking cover by Converge. I wouldn't mind hearing that. Yeah, I, I would like to hear that as well. Just a shout Dim- out. Diamond. Is it Diamond? Diamond. Damon. Damon. Diamond. Yeah. D-A-I-M-O-N. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. This reminded me. And again, not that weird a comparison, but kind of comparison, weird comparison for the, maybe it's because it's the same. I thought, maybe thought it was a cover or something, but. And I know they've covered Entombed before, yeah. But it's got the same sort of good riffing as an Entombed song, but oh, just okay. without the chainsaw guitar tone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And Bannon does give it some welly on the vocals on this one as well, doesn't he? I mean, Ooh, this is of, yeah, lovely screaming. This is a, this is this is a heavy one. Mm-hmm. This is a heavy one, mm-hmm. and it's not a million miles away from where they live. But yeah. I think. You know, it's still great. I really like this song as well. I actually yeah. really like this song. But this the juxta, but the, yeah, I mean, you're completely right. But the juxtaposition with Chelsea Wolfe's vocal as well. I think Chelsea takes most is probably taking the majority of the vocal. But you've just got Banner sort of screaming over the top of it, and sometimes screaming the same lines over the top. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a great song. I really really like Damon. And then just because if you'd forgotten that they covered the cure when they toured this record originally <laughs> crimson stone comes in and you can tell they really like the cure basically. hey crimson stone i think if i had to pick i think crimson stone is my favorite song on the album and the cure's a great shout um i think uh chelsea wolf's vocal is just absolutely astonishing but anytime chelsea wolf is singing on this record it sounds incredible um and there's a, a, an apps. I think there are so many elements thrown into this song, as well as all as well as all the normal stuff that you have with you know Converge's Nate's bass and and Steve's guitar and Kurt's guitar and blah blah. blah. You've got strings, piano, these ethereal synth parts, and they all build to this absolutely C- monumentous cacophony. cacophony. Yeah. And it is, but again just like um failures forever whilst i wouldn't describe this necessarily as a happy song there's something that i find crazy uplifting about it you know there's something really really uplifting about it and it really lifts me especially when they start singing the title crimson stone over and over again towards the end and i think the cure have that 
element of it too kind of finding some sort of um happiness and melancholy or something mm. i don't know yeah I, I don't know how to describe it but this <laughs> was my job but you know i i i this song just lifts me even though it's not happy quote-unquote it really lifts my spirits i fucking love it it's great this song. it's absolutely fucking amazing there's this delicate little riff that runs through it and it just gets swamped and surrounded by so much of these spacious massive glacial sounds from all kinds of stuff and like you say when it climaxes when that cacophony of noise comes in towards the end with you know brodsky and bannon and wolf all kind of harmonizing the same vocal line with each other yeah it's just exactly. brilliant it's just yeah. absolutely brilliant yeah i it's mean that part where my soul starts singing <laughs> you know i'm just like yes there's a wicked I'm, call and response part between jake and chelsea before that happens as well which i wanted to point out yeah yeah it's great i mean i don't actually know what my favorite song on this record is but that would definitely be one of the absolute highlights for sure and there's a coral blue sense to it just before yeah. we, just before we move on to that but just just in that sense of there is a big melodic hook to it it's got that mm. um and i love coral blue i think that song's amazing so yeah yeah and then then with blood dawn which is a very kind of gothy soundscape to the record ending the record i should say um it's almost bordering on symphonic metal uh, <laughs> It's about it's kind of very gothic, but very grandiose sounding. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, it, you know, I'm not saying it's within temptation or anything. No, no, no. It's no, not no, like no. a fucking Timothy advert. But at the same time, I was like, there's something very. It's kind of a, a a chilling symphonic metal feel to it, but without actually having any heavy guitars in it. There's not really any guitars of a distorted nature at all on this song i understand what you're saying absolutely um i i, I think to be honest blood dawn is and, and this doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing at all i think blood dawn is a lovely way to end the record the only thing i would say about it is the 10 songs previous to this do all sound really really collaborative and Blood Dawn is the only one where I go, well, you could take that and you could put it on a Chelsea Wolf record and it would it would fit in like really seamlessly. Whereas every other song on here does feel like a genuine collaboration. I'm not trying to insinuate that, you know, Chelsea Wolf and Ben Chisholm were the only people who were involved with Blood Dawn, but it's the only song where I feel like I could pick it up and put it on one of the other people, you know, uh, one of the people involved in this records other records and it would fit um is that does that matter no not particularly because blood dawn's a lovely way to end the record and chelsea wolf has that wicked operatic uh feel to what she's doing on this song and it sounds great you know um but if i were to i mean i don't even know if it is a criticism but just a minor thing i would it was the only song where i felt that that could easily be a Chelsea Wolf song. But other than that, mm. I mean, so, like, Chelsea Wolf's great, so it's yeah. kind of irrelevant, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think it's probably the most... It's the least surprising moment of the record. Yeah, maybe that's a good way to put it. But, again, uh, what are, I think, our expectations for this? I think a lot of people's expectations for this are through the roof excited about it. So if that's expected, then does that matter? No, not really. No, not really. No, you're right. So there you go. That's a sort of track by track 
of that record. I, I would say that this is something which you know, a lot of people are very, very excited about this record. Mm. And so they should be. The mm -hmm. live shows were stunning. Everyone involved in it basically has uh, a star grade <laughs> for like their career in general. Yep. You'd be like, yeah, you've never done anything bad ever. Yep. You're all pretty fucking brilliant. And so that is quite a lot to kind of manage the expectations of the people that are thoroughly invested in this and reach them. And in many ways, like I was thinking to myself, does this reach my expectation level? And I think easily it does. Mm -hmm. I was actually having the, the conversation in my own head of whether or not this surpasses my expectation level. And I think it does. I think it's that good. I think there are moments where it does. I think there's. A, I think there are an awful lot of time. I, and and bear in mind that my expectations were incredibly high. I think there are plenty of moments where this record absolutely um, uh, is way above my expectations. I would say songs like Viscera of Men, um, Crimson Stone, as I mentioned, Failures Forever flower moon there are points on this record where i'm like oh wow i knew mm. this would be good but this is going into really unexpected places that i did not imagine we would go to with this record um and i suppose it's i mean again i was having a wonder about this and um to play the kind of music that converge play certainly uh it gets harder and harder as mm. as you grow older and um, we've talked about you know bands um having some heavy bands having grace to the th their material as as they get older in a lot of ways i'm not suggesting that converge should always do these collaboration records or anything like that but i think that this is a really wicked way to retain a heaviness to what they do uh, and continue along this path and i wouldn't be totally I, I wouldn't be massively upset if they decided to go along this path for the rest of their career in a weird way i, I no i wouldn't i wouldn't and, and the reason for that is that i mean frankly as great as the last converge album was i did one before that maybe not so much you have a four album run of heavy converge material which i don't believe they can surpass they they it's an incredibly high bar and 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 you know arguably it gets harder and harder to do that as the older like, you get the, yeah. the older you get you know mm. um i mean I, I i mean i i think the dusk the dusk in us was was a phenomenal record actually oh yes yeah, amazing like, absolutely incredible yeah. and um I, but I, I do think if you put it next to axe to fall axe to fall is clearly a better record maybe not comfortably maybe not streets ahead but it is clearly a better record. If you say, if I put a gun to your head now and said you get to keep, I'm taking one of those two records away from you, and you'll never be able to listen to it ever again. Yeah, I'd probably give you the dust. Yeah, as much as I think the dust guess is amazing, but yeah, I probably yeah. would give you. Yeah. So I think it will get harder and harder and harder to, like, the idea of surpassing your expectations for a Converge album. I think you might want to put that to bed at this point i think that would be incredibly unlikely mm -hmm. whereas getting this and being like okay so i'm not really sure what i'm going to get exactly but i kind of think 
having listened to Wear Your Wounds, lots of Chelsea Wolf, loads of Converge, seeing the shows, I kind of feel like I'm going to get this. And to go, well, I did get bits of that, but yeah. I also got a load of other stuff, which I didn't really expect. And not only did I not expect it, it's great. That's fucking, that's really, really, really impressive. Yeah, yeah, I, I like, totally th- this agree. Album's, this album's fucking brilliant. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm not saying oh, they should just do this. Obviously not. No, I, I want them to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Um, I am merely saying that I enjoy this so much that if they did choose to go along this way of being heavy for the rest of their career, I would be okay with that. That's not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and very. I want to make it very clear, that's not suggesting that they should do that, but I wouldn't have an issue with that at all, personally. No me neither sounds good i think if you like any of these bands you're going to like it i think if you've never been interested in these bands you might like it as well so go and listen to it it's converge and chelsea wolf blood moon one and it's out on friday the 19th of november don't know when we're putting this podcast out probably before then so go and listen to it when it comes out it's really really good thank you very much for listening we'll be back on friday with another regular weekly show mm-hmm talking about piss yes we are talking about piss not mrs piss which was chelsea Chelsea Wolf. no we're talking about um, mrs piss uh brass against just getting just getting pissed on your face really just getting pissed on your face Mm. i've got no problem with that all right good (laughs) (laughs) as the internet does yeah i know the internet really does (laughs) don't knock it till you try the internet (laughs) shall we go anyway see you later bye-bye